0: Today's scripture reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, beginning at verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being and the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon, It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air. And brought them to the man to see what he would call them and whatever the man called each living creature that was its name the man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field but for the man there was not found a helper as his partner so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman. For out of man... This one was taken. Therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
1: Dear Lord, May these words not be my words, but the words that need to be said this morning and heard this morning. Help us to hear the creation story from another point of view. Amen. The Lord God took man and put them in the garden to work it and care for it. Genesis 2, verse 15. During the time I was thinking about what needed to be said, I went to the beach to hear the words of Genesis 2. These are three things that came to mind. First, a comparison of two stories. Genesis 1 is set out a clear step-by-step account of the creation story. First is Genesis 2 that starts with God creating humankind out of the dust of the earth. Second, Genesis 2 talks about Eden, or a place of bliss. And finally, it is important to look at look after this beautiful place God created and gifted to humans. We are called to be stewards and tend to the whole ecosystem. Last Sunday, we investigated Genesis 1's creation story. This account of creation is a large-scale one, looking at creation from the perspective of the cosmos downward. The Spirit of God was part of this chaotic world. God is both creating and the creator. This creation account defines events occurring on specific days or specific times. Some scholars believe that the Genesis 2 account may actually precede the traditional Genesis 1 interpretation, and that Genesis 2 was written in the 8th century BC. Genesis 2 has a community framework vibe to it. In this account of creation, some people approach the story like two friends building a new neighborhood and their homes together. It's similar yet different to Genesis 1. It starts out with, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth, uh, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, we see the story starting with nothing, no shrubs, no plants, no trees. The Lord God had not even set rain on earth, but he did today, and humans were not yet created. We don't have any time markers in this creation account, nor do we have the famous line, and it was good. In Genesis 2, first the Lord God created human from the dust, breathing breath into the human's nostrils. Adam, or Adam, is Hebrew for earth. And this is where we get the idea of earthling, or dirt man. The garden was planted, and God sent the earthling to tend the garden. The animals came, and the waters were named. Pasan, Gahan the Tigris, and the Euphrates rivers came from east of Eden. Today, we look at the story from the perspective of God's relationship with Adam, a story that focuses on the spirit of God as the caretaker or steward and God's relationship with the earthling. As you can see, this story is a little bit messy, disorganized, but yet quite relatable. We have a blending of an ecosystem And it looks at creation in in a systematic, interconnected way between God, the environment, or the Garden of Eden, and Dirt Man, or Adam, the steward of Eden. (laughs) The second concept that jumps out of this story is the element of Eden. What defines Eden? In Genesis 2, we hear the Lord, Lord God planted a garden in the east, in Eden, Sometimes Eden is thought of a a place of beauty, or paradise, or natural beauty and bliss. God created this space. What do you need to create a space of Eden? Peace, tranquility, equity, equality, serenity, solidarity, the list goes on, it's endless. Now, I challenge you to take a deep breath in, and slowly exhale. As you do, feel your feet planted on the ground and wiggle all 10 of your beautiful toes. I bet that feels good. Close your eyes and think of a place you go when you need to talk to God or find God. A couple of weeks back during children's church at home, Reverend Ingrid reminded us about places we go to talk with God. This called me to go to my place where I find God. Sometimes it's camping and hearing the rain falling on a tent. Other times it's looking up at the sky at night and the vastness of that starryness and God's creation. Or on this day, as I was challenged to write this message, it was going down to goose spit to listen to the waves gently lapping the shoreline. Finally, as someone who works for in the environmental field, the connectedness of this ecosystem was important. So the question becomes, how do we become, do we take care of this planet for the land species, the species of the ocean, the rivers, the lakes, the species of the air, as well as all those bugs we sometimes care to not like, so that all can thrive and be enjoyed by all. God told the earthling to take care of Eden, the plants, the animals, the fish of the sea. We are stewards, caretakers of this whole world that God created and breathed into, and God gifted it to us. Being a caretaker does not mean focusing on a single species, but like Genesis 2 says, a whole ecosystem approach. In my job, I spend time on beaches collecting sand samples. When people ask me what we're doing, I first got to share the story of forage fish. Usually I start with herring, as most people know what a herring is. Herring is a common forage fish. Then I go into intertidal or beach spawning forage fish. The two famous beach spawning forage fish here, locally, are Pacific sandlands and surf smelt. The local beaches like Co- uh, Goose Spit and Air Force Beach are places of Eden for these fish. These two fish spawn on the beach and so therefore we need to look after the beach, the water, and the other species in the ocean. If we don't have forage fish, we actually don't have a food supply for salmon And if we don't have our salmon, we don't have a food supply for seals or larger whale species like orcas and gray whales, as well as some of our shorebirds. I share that we need to be caretakers or stewards of the whole ecosystem to protect all seven species of British Columbia's forage fish. It's an integrated system. Another idea is to think of this creation story like a spider's web. If one part of the web is broken or damaged, you lose the integrity of the web, and a spider has a challenge catching its prey. If a beach habitat is not suitable for Pacific sand lance or surf smelt, the elements of the aquatic ecosystem become unstable. And that's a lack of responsibility as a steward of Eden. So finally, throughout the next week, consider how we as a community of faith and fellow earthlings can be stewards of creation and see God's spirit and creativity in others. I've been reading Robin Wall Kimmer's book, Braiding Sweetgrass. In it, she comments on the following. How, in our modern world, can we find our way to understand earth as a gift again, to make our relationship with the whole world sacred again? I know we we cannot all become hunter-gatherers the living world could not bear our weight. Even in our market economy, can we behave as if the living world were a gift? Thanks be to God.